If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Sending out good vibes. Hey guys, welcome back to the America Show. We got Jackie Jolie coming at you this week. I mean, we've been sitting on this one a while. For the first time in a long time, it feels like we have a a backlog of shows in the candidate ID. So we had that bonus Janice McAfee episode for 601, of course. Now this one's coming at you. 602, this one's going. If I remember correctly, it has been a while. We're talking about like... uh, Artificial light, blue light, and sunlight, and sunrise, and sunset, and the importance of those different things. So, good one, a great one. I'm happy. Oh to yeah, get this one out. I've noticed yeah. a huge difference. I've noticed a huge difference is getting up with the with the sunrise, soaking it in for a little bit, and then trying to go to bed early with the sunset. And I and I just can't sleep past the sunrise now. Like I'm up now, super early. Like it really has. I felt my rhythm just change over the last four or five months. I did. I didn't, oops, I did notice that you have been, yeah, I did notice you've been up early because you've been like contacting, you've been in the chats. Yeah. Well, I don't always go, I or try I not to go, I try not to go into, I try not to get on my phone right away or even do, you know, like I try not to get on there right away. I try to let it go for a bit, but I'm usually on my computer fairly early. Perfect time to go for a job. Yeah. Maybe that's probably what I need to do. Get some exercise. Bike. Man, the mosquitoes were terrible today. I just took the cat out for a walk and oh, yeah, it's just I'm more already. They just came boom. I didn't got know back from, yeah. from I haven't scablands. My my legs are itchy from scablands. Really? Yeah. You know, if you have a bike, they uh, it's not so bad. You don't really notice them because you're cruising. Yeah. They can't catch up. You get a little basket to keep your cat in. I mean, you can just go full gay. I mean, it'd just be great. Little pink basket. I could rollerblade with him on my shirt and shoulders. I could rollerblade with him on my shoulders. That would, would that be gay boots. enough for you? That, what? Fruit boots. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I already tell my rollerblading joke on the show? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I got some hate mail for it. For my hate speech. Um, funny, Sean, we just bought a bike in Soap Lake. Wow. Yeah, dude, hundred bucks for a Schwinn. A Schwinn, wow! Like brand new, awesome. you can tell it's like old, like it was like bought brand new and never used like ten years ago. Wow, that's crazy! It's like brand new shame. So yeah, I was I was talking to one of the guests at uh, Randall at the Randall Carlson Scablands event about riding bikes because I used to I used to ride a lot, and she was like, "You should get back into riding then." I'm like, Ugh. Marty's crazy bike rider too, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
you know I what it is for me? It doesn't, it doesn't do it. You have to go for so long to get it to, to get a workout out of it. Whereas you can run and you can run and it just gets way more of a, you get way more of a workout. So actually, before we get to that, we should talk about our 10 year anniversary coming up. Coming up in uh, eight we'll call, days. We'll nine call days. it June 1st, I guess, right? June 1st, yeah. Technically, it's uh, tomorrow or the next day, but we've we just switched it to the first because it's easier. Yeah. Years ago. So June 1st, we're going to do like a live stream, just Darren and I, no guests, and we're going to do like a live stream. So if you have any questions, you can email them to me ahead of time. I mean, you can, can be around for in. the chats too. What? Or you can tune in. You can hit it up in the chat. Yeah, but I, yeah, somebody will have to watch the chats. You'll have to watch the chats. I can't really do that. Yeah, I could watch it. It's always just, I mean, StreamYard does it pretty good. It compiles them all and puts them on the right. You could so just, we'll probably be on all platforms. And I don't know if we're going to, we're going to have to be careful on YouTube, I guess, because I, I, inevitably we're going to want to talk about some controversial stuff. But yeah, it's just kind yeah, of a different like type friend. of show. But you could still come there and give us some super chats. It'll be fun. It'll be our little, uh, we haven't done something like that in a while. We don't want to do call-in because it's a pain in the ass, but you can just come and like, either like Graham said, email him your questions ahead of time. Hit us up in the chats, grammarica.ca slash chats. I was kind of thinking it might be like a long intro in a way. Like it's like a two, yeah, you know, one and a half hour intro where we'll have some stuff to talk about too, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll bring some shit to the table. I mean, we could maybe, we could do the 10-year airing of the grievances like Festivus. There we go. Sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, 10 years. Coming up fast. Uh, if you didn't get the newsletter, you got to sign up for that shit. Head over to grammarica.ca. There's a button right there. Bang. Sign up for the newsletter. We'll probably send you all the news. How to sub subscribe for the... I mean, I've got to say, I was pretty disappointed... Because I think like 800 people opened the newsletter so far and like two people went and hit subscribe. I mean, I put the button right there to just, you just hit it and you're there and you hit two buttons and you subscribe to Adult Brain YouTube channel. We've got the uh, watch hours. We just need you guys to help us get to the thousand subscribers. So, oh, is that all? Oh, is that so? We've already made the watch hours. We just need the, the subs now. That's I mean, I don't know that we've officially made it, but we're like within we're, a couple we'll, of hundred. We're like, we'll get there before the yeah. subs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there way before the subs yeah. at this rate. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to be posting some short stories from some, some vampires, some vampire early chronicles. I've got three, and one of them is very good. It's like a, it's like a really well written love story about this priest who catches a glance at his ordinance of this woman who just sort of trances him. And uh, he falls for. It's pretty interesting. It's there's some pretty cool stories. So those are going to be on the on the Adult Brain YouTube channel, and they'll also be on a compilation later on, a massive audible comp compilation called the Earliest Vampire Chronicles. Well, yeah, that Malleus is. Uh, Let's talk. I mean, we should talk about it. Malleus Maleficarum, the Hammer of the Witches from the late 1400s. Quite well, yeah, controversial. We'll I wanted to finish up because I did put the thing in the newsletter because, I mean, 10 years is a big deal. We we're hoping we could maybe drum up a little support for it. Support has been low for this show, you know, over the last few years since we started Outlaw. We get that. A bunch of people switched over to Outlaw and this and that. But this show does still run on that value for value thing, and it still does take a lot of effort and time to create. So if you could 
So I put the buttons in the newsletter because I figured out that 10 years you could give us like a buck a year is 10 bucks or 10 bucks a year or uh, 25 bucks a year. So I think those are the three options I put in. So you could give us 10 bucks, 100 bucks, or 250, or you could put whatever you want. I always have the option just whatever, give us seven bucks, give us three bucks. So I did want to say that we got uh, a shout out to Douglas, who's one of the people who clicked that button. Only two people clicked the button, but. Uh, Shout out to them. I mean, more people click that than subscribe to Adult Brain. So we're winning in that regard. He said he's been listening since 2014. The very first episode he listened to was the Psilocybus. Wow. What? Yeah. And it's still his all-time favorite. Keep on podcasting. So thanks, Douglas. We really appreciate that. And then uh, there's another one, too. Oh, yeah. And uh, he didn't give a note, but uh, John. John G. So thanks, thanks guys. Yeah, yeah. So we appreciate that little ten year shout out. You know, it's uh, yeah. it flew by. It and did. We, yeah, we'll talk about all that. Yeah, next week. So uh, before we get to Mike Scablons, I mean, you went first. So how was? Oh well, yeah, we we're border crossing. Yeah, we were just at this at the uh, you know the 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 Washington Scablons with Randall Carlson and the Brothers of the Serpent. It was a fantastic trip. What an amazing group of people again. Really good weather for the most part. You know, some some awesome days driving around in the vans. Russ's presentation was uh, kind of new. It's called Unfinished. It was people love that? Randall did a great little rant the next day. It was pretty cool. So again, just amazing people. There's another one coming up in Montana. There's lots of tickets left for that. That's in September. It's a bit of a different type because we stay at two different places, and then uh, we check out the Montana mega floods. So, and then we're trying to uh, look, Brad and um, Madeline are, are trying to organize a third leg of the Scablands, which is kind of more like Southwest, I guess, you could say. Yeah. Kind of like well, yes. Uh, yeah. Southwest. Cause it'd be like the Columbia River Gorge type thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Just so people know that there's that type of stuff going on as well. Yeah. Well, not only that, we also have the. Um, the Canadian one, the Canadian one coming up in November, right? Yeah, not a Randall event, but that's an event with uh Brandon Powell, one of Wim Hof's best instructors. Yeah, that's right, and it's going to be in the river, which is going to be dope like the cold ass Canadian River. Oh, that's awesome! In the middle of November, it's about 40 feet from the hot springs pools. There's two, wow, three hot springs pools you'll be able to. If it's cold, they'll be they'll be like they're steaming, man, and just go back and forth. Oh, that's awesome! I mean, it'll be super magical. Yeah, it's great. It's a great spot. Have you been there in the winter? No, it's amazing. Which one is it? Can you Uh, say my Invermere? I no, I don't think I have. No, I mean, I think we'll be early enough in the year that it won't be too busy. I mean, I doubt we'll have them completely to ourselves but you know it'll be good because we'll be going back and forth to the river i mean lots of people are doing that anyway seems to be the thing whenever you have like you know when we were kids in your hot tub you always wanted to jump in the snow too totally so, totally but uh i mean i'm sure if you get out there we can get some time ourselves but they're great yeah they're pretty good so so my border crossing i mean the guy so this is weird i go i go across the border i think it was like uh a few days after the the job passport requirement was lifted. 
but he didn't even ask like anything at all. Like it was just the regular, like, what are you bringing across? Like f- firearms or food or that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, nope, nothing, nothing, nothing. All right. See ya. He didn't, even, I don't even think he asked me where I was going or was like where, what I did for a living. Like sometimes you get the, what do you do for a living? What's your, whose car is it? Like there's a bunch of different questions. He just like nothing. Was it, it was busy? very strange. What? Was it busy? No, no. Nope, the only car there on these little <laughs> these little land crossings. What about and coming then, back? And then coming back, he asked me to turn off my car and unroll my back window. And I was a little confused. I'm like, back window? Like I turn around that way, like back window? He's like, no, 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 your back side window. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, what's in the cooler? I'm like, nothing. He's like, nothing's in the cooler? And I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh it's just for the trip or whatever so we asked about and i just like oh this down visiting the scablands he's like how how was it i was like it was beautiful so that was pretty easy but let's get into i mean we got a whole segment we could do for you i mean we're gonna get into the rat-a-tat-tat segment did we get we didn't get a uh the jingle i don't think we got a jingle i don't have the the fire any firearms handy to make okay, well, rat-a-tat-tat sounds probably so. best we didn't do those anyways yeah it was i mean it was just an air gun without any air without any bbs in it so it wasn't so bad but i mean i went down and i forgot i had some 357 shells rounds in shells the, <laughs> in the center console like did you have a package of them was it about were they loose or what like what? a package what yeah it was a half a package half a package and then so so and how did they go cheap either man they're like fucking three bucks each so what did he ask you he was like do you have any and i was just about to get through too and he was like do you have oh do you have any firearms or anything like that and i was like well i didn't want to lie because i've been searched five times in a row so yeah, if you lie and get searched, then you're in trouble. Like, I'm still a real chance I'm going to get searched anyway, because a lot of time they'll wait, wait till the last minute, and then they're like, I right, pull. <laughs> they pull the Columbo on you. They're yeah. like, oh, pull over. So, but did you know you, you so you, when did you realize you I had them in there? I thought it was going to be not a big deal. When did you realize you had them in there? Uh, I realized, I think I realized earlier but then i kind of forgot i was like i'll talk do something with them and i just kind of wasn't thinking about it until i was like at the border and he brought it up and i didn't want to throw them out anyways it don't seem right to just throw bullets out you know i don't know maybe it's not a big deal but then they go to the dump and they get ran over by that steamroller thing or maybe go off or anyway plus it's three bucks a piece so He's like, well, you, you can't take those in. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, he's like, dude, it's a form. And I was like, well, I'm an Indian. And like, but we had to go pull over, of course. <laughs> go inside the building. Um, he's like, well, you can take the bullets, but you got. he's like, you got to go fucking back to Canada, do something with this, and then come back. He's like, I don't know. Whatever, man. I don't know what you can do with them, but they can't be in your truck when you come back. And I was like, fine. So, but then he's like, he's going to go search a truck quick anyway. So then he goes out and searches a truck. It's like, okay, we'll let the Canada guys know you're coming. So I'm like, great, because we have to go back to Canada. And at this point, I'm just like, all right, I'll throw these fucking bullets out. Fuck it. But it's like 75 bucks worth of bullets. So uh, I go to the Canada sign and they're like, uh, I'm like, hey, 
He's like, oh, they just sent you back, eh? Like, <laughs> yeah, I just got these fucking bullets. I got to go deal with them. And he's like, okay. And he's like, oh. He's like, well, my, my computer says I have to pull in and search you. And uh, I'm like, huh. And he's like, yeah, so I can't not do that. Otherwise, I'm going to get in trouble. So just pull over in there. And uh, I'm sure it'll be quick because I know you just got searched. So I go and pull over and, you know, they go and fucking search a thing for 15 minutes or whatever. I was in the office bitching at him. Um, not as much as you were calling them Nazis or anything. Were you? I was keeping it pretty chill. I was just like, you know, this is getting fucking ridiculous. I, I said, I've already talked to lawyers and, uh, this is where that's going to come in handy. We'll think... talk more about that on our live show on Thursday, probably. Yeah. I was like, so I've already talked to the lawyers and, you know, we'll see, whatever. I don't care. And then, you know, I was sitting there talking and I said to Shana, and I'm sure they heard me because it's like a big quiet room and I'm talking loud and fired up. And uh, I'm like, on the way back, we're taking fucking all the trash from Soap Lake. The, like the trash bins in that fucking concession room. We're throwing them all in the fucking back of the truck. And when we come back, those motherfuckers want to search the truck. They can pick through all that fucking garbage. And I'll just sit here and watch and laugh at them. And then I was like in the, I can't remember if our chats or the higher side chat chat room, but someone was like, oh, you got to go to the, to the Cabela's and buy the, the deer piss for the fucking, you can buy like this deer piss that you squirt on stuff to mask your scent. But it's, so it's like super strong, concentrated piss smell. But, uh, you know, I was driving, it just seemed like too much. And then, so then on the way back, so then, hold on. So then you went back to the American one, and it was easy to get in there. Like easy from that. Yeah. Was, was like, it the oh, same oh. guy? Yeah. Yeah. Same okay. Guy. Yeah. And it was no problem. So then, uh, come back. And did he ask any other questions? Like, who are you going down to see? Because last time you said friends from Texas, and that was one of the triggers. No, he didn't say much. Yeah. When I'm with Sean, know. it's easier because I can just, you know, we're going away. Yeah. On the Soap Lake Resort to resorted up yeah and uh of course at this time i didn't know it was a long weekend we might have made different plans to go someplace further i didn't figure that out until i got with you on saturday um so it was pretty easy getting back and then we went and stayed at the soap lake resort met up with you guys friday you guys all left saturday so we went and sherry let us do the spa thing so we went in those crazy machines with the lights and the sign. You go, you just your head sticking out. So thanks, Sherry. That was fun. And went out for dinner and then drove to, we drove all the way to Fernie uh, Sunday because I wanted to get through the border. I wanted to get over and done with. And I had garbage in the back of my truck. I didn't put any piss in it because. I just decided not to, but I did have garbage. I had a bag of trash and I took some like cardboard boxes, and put more trash inside them and put them inside the bag, and, like spilled some coffees in there and stuff. So, you know, nothing super gross, but a pain in the ass. You know, it was going to be a pain in the ass to pick through this fucking garbage bag. And I was just saying, I'm yeah. surprised they're allowed. They allow you to bring garbage across. Well, no, but here's the thing. It would have been very, cause it's like very much like stuff that, I could have very easily said, 
this is just the garbage from the truck along the trip. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was all stuff that, you know, whenever we stop, we go and we throw it in this garbage bag in the back of the truck. So where else would I take it? But home? Right. So so what did they ask you when you went through this? Time? When we were coming back, as soon as we pulled up, I'm like, what's up, comrade? Where should I pull over for my search? <laughs> and he's like, oh, easy, bro. He's like, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I give him my documents. And you can kind of see when it pulls up his computer and flags and says that he has to search me. But I don't know. I don't know if that actually happened, but Sean and I were laughing because it seemed like it. And like he didn't want to tell me then because I was like already came in fucking swinging. And uh, but here's where it gets interesting because then he's like, well, you go pull over on the right there and the officer's going to come up and talk to you. And I'm like, well, this is interesting. Because uh, every other time it's pull over there and come inside because they don't want you outside with the vehicle. But I, I didn't think of that. Shauna mentioned it. I didn't think about it because in the moment I'm fucking revved up, dude. Like my heart's going. I'm going into this. Like the reason I can get so fucking aggressive with these guys is because I'm fucking revved up. There's something about that fucking clamp down. And you're an Indian. That pressure point, that whole fucking thing that just gets my blood going. I'm ready to fucking fight or flight. What what clamp down? Just like this uh, like funneling point at the border, you know, where you're just like you're fucking stuck dealing with the state. And yeah. there, there's you know, it's just this like clamp down's maybe not the right word, but it's just this like funneling point where I have to deal with them. They're there, the airports, there's certain points where I can't get around dealing with the fucking state. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway he's like pull over there so we pull over the right not to where you're normally getting searched and uh when i thought about it after i was like well that they in my opinion that means they already knew i was coming and they had already why 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 well because they did or or they already because they've got this thing in the computer that keeps telling them to search me no, I know, but they didn't. How do they know you're coming? Are they tracking your phone, or did you? Oh, I don't know. That... No, not about that. But like, they're waiting for me to come back because they definitely think a track that I'm out of the country, right? Yeah, because they're creating an entry. I mean, you look at the fucking the signage when you're waiting in line there, and a bunch of those plaques on the wall say that we're creating an entry exit, entry and exit record, and so is the U.S. We're sharing it with the U.S. so they can create. Wow. That's interesting. So, so theoretically, Canada knows if you're in and out of the country at any given time, and so does the USA. I mean, I don't know who the fuck is possibly tracking that database or where that data is going. It's probably just you know, and going and it's like coming out the end of an empty pipe somewhere. Honestly, I don't think anyone's honestly able to. I don't think the government could check that in a hurry. I mean, maybe if they like were really if something happened and they wanted to really go back and look for you. They could find they could you find that, but I I don't think anyone's actively tracking it. Well, do you remember that one time I got in trouble by that that woke border guard coming back in, and she's like, she wanted to know if I was jabbed, and I said it's none of her business or whatever. And she's like, well, how did you get over the other side? And I'm like, well, because they, they don't care or they don't ask. I I don't think I said that. I said, well, well, maybe I am, but it's none of your business. You know, I'd like to find maybe I am, but I don't have to tell you that. I'd like to go over on a back road and come back one time and see what happens. Yeah. And see uh, if they get you. If they're like, what the fuck happened here, man? What the fuck? 
you know, yeah. <laughs> or if they'd anyway. So they tell me to go to this other side, not to get searched side. Don't tell us to get out of the vehicle. So we go over there and we had a few minutes and uh, McGillicuddy, Sergeant McGillicuddy comes out. No, it wasn't McGillicuddy. It was. It was Moose McGillicuddy. I don't know about who Moose McGillicuddy is. but anyway. You know that was his nickname in school, though. Was it? Oh, it's got to be. I don't know who Moose McGillicuddy That's like a huge pub, like a club uh, in Mexico, right? Moose McGillicuddy's. Oh, I've been there, actually. Yeah. I don't you mention it. There's a bunch of them, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it's a franchise. Yeah, there's yeah. one in Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Anyway, so he comes over, and I forget what he said. He's like, uh, he gives us his stuff back. He's like, you guys, you guys going your way? And we're like, what? No way. And he's like, yeah. He's like, listen. He's like, I was talking to those guys in there and looking at your file, and I'm going to put a, a stop, or I can't remember the exact word he said, but, you know, it sounded like he, He's going to make this problem of mine go away for good, this border problem. He's like, it sounds like it's a stupid thing or a question you asked. And Wow, what? He knew that? Yeah. And then he's like, uh, so I'm just going to like uh, freeze it or stall. I can't remember the fuck. I wish Sean was here so I could ask him. But he, he said something about it was a word that was kind of like it would not be a problem anymore, but it was still kind of vague on whether it was just not a problem this time. It, it'll be there almost in the background, but it won't. It'll be inactive or something, you know? Yeah, that's kind of what I what it sounded like. But it could have been just this time and the next time they might be like back on, but it sounded like it wasn't going to be a problem moving forward. Well, so here's the weird part. Here's my theory on it, just from hearing it tell, because we tried to, we've avoided talking about this until now. So. I think it's because you mentioned the court in that other thing. They Whoever's looking at your file, because somebody's got your file open when you're in there, I bet. And you're mentioning court and all this stuff. They're like, we don't want to deal with this stuff in court. We don't want to deal with all this. This guy's got a voice. They probably know you're a podcast host, maybe even like. They probably know. Books. What? It's Books? Find me, though. If you Google me, I mean, I'm pretty fucking well covered. from the little British dude. Yeah, but so anyways, I mean, I think that they put a little thing in there like this guy's, um, I don't know, he's high risk or... Do not detain. Do not detain. He's an Indian. I mean, you know, plus you're an Indian. I mean, if you're an Indian Indian and complaining, like, fuck, what? He seems to be friends with some lawyers. They're probably scared shitless of a woke Indian, I mean, a non-woke Indian. Shout out to the JCCF, of course. Yeah. And like so we'll get more we'll get into the details of that because I had my first meeting and it went well. So that's just that's moving forward from that first yeah. meeting. So. We'll talk about that on Thursday, the first, right? Yes. Yeah, not good. I might have had another meeting by then too. Yeah, so. yeah, that'd be good. But I am under the thing that well, the, laws, at the very least do not apply to me. Well, that's that's good, dude. I mean, you're making some progress. And if people want to know more, I mean, I do put it in the show notes when we talk about this stuff. So the last couple intros, we've had some stories about this. Darren's like, so the, you know, the little bit of a backstory is there, but the gist of it is he asked a question about buying a gun in the States and bringing it across. And that caused a big kerfuffle from both sides. So, Yeah, something else anyway. Uh, support the show. Go America.ca slash support. We couldn't do it without you guys. Say we're coming up at 10 years. So, you know, we uh, we did it all for free. It's all there. 
Grammarica.ca slash support. If you liked it, if you loved it, if you want some more of it, uh, head over there, sign up for monthly, make a one-time donation, either of which would be greatly appreciated. Let us know what we can do, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what we should change, if we should quit. You know, what should we do? Let us know. we got a whole another decade ahead of us. So uh, what do you got? Well, I mean, I can't, I can't not go to, uh, I can't not talk about, talk about, you know, geoengineering and blocking out the sun. I mean, we've got Jackie Jolie on, and if she's right, which I believe she is, and how important the sun is and how important real light is and grounding with the earth. And, you know, we've had guys like Jim Lee on about geoengineering. We've, we've dug into geoengineering a lot. We talked about the 1978 Senate report on weather modification going way back. So that's a thing. But what's interesting now is that you really start to wonder. They want to block out the sun and they're talking about it. And it's not just like a conspiracy theory, like they're talking about it. So I got to play a little clip here and then... I'm going to just talk a, a little bit about some of these projects that it's really weird when I was searching it on my brave browser, wouldn't bring anything up past 2019 for this. And then when I Google, when I use the Google one to see it brought up some stuff from 2022, that was a little frustrating. I was like, what's going on here with the searches? But anyways, here, I'm going to play this little, little, little tiny clip. Okay. Let's have it. Just let me know if you can't hear it. Well, sir, you've certainly vanquished all your enemies, the elementary school, the local tavern, the old age home. You must be very proud. Mm. No, not while my greatest nemesis still provides our customers with free light, heat, and energy. I call this enemy the sun. Since the beginning of time, man has yearned to destroy the sun. I will do the next best thing. Block it out. Good God. Imagine it, Smithers. Electrical lights and heaters running all day long. But, sir, every <laughs> plant and tree will die. Uh, owls will deafen us with incessant hooting. Uh, the town sundial will be useless. <laughs> I, I don't want any part of this project. It's unconscionably... Fiendish. I will not suffer your insubordination. There has been a shocking decline in the quality and quantity of your toadying, Whelan, and you will fall into line. Now! No. No, Monty, I won't. Not until you step back from the brink of insanity. I'll do no such thing. You're fired. There you have it. There you have it. Yeah, it's just hilarious. Dude, I bought a little hand, uh... See this little thing? Yeah, what is that? It's a little, little bolt. Oh, a little crossbow bolt? Yeah, for a little fucking pistol crossbow. Oh, I saw a picture of that somewhere. I want to go to that. Fucking, if you, if it's, you should get one. So, it's easy enough Maria could cock it. Oh, oh totally, dude. Yeah, let's you talk about that. Let's talk about the chest. They're fucking yeah. not going to be having a good fucking time. You yeah, see, they have to be dead. Yeah, let's talk about that offline. I, I'm definitely looking for some uh, defensive weaponry that doesn't require certification and all the state. Uh, you should get a fucking pal and get some guns before they fucking plant down further. Yeah. So here we go. So this is uh, get poked around the, the barrel of a gun, saying, "Motherfucker, I wish I had a gun right now." <laughs> 
So this is uh, a bunch of different sort of articles and stuff we can talk about quickly just to show that this is a, a project operation that's happening. Harvard scientists to experiment with blocking direct sunlight. Of course, it's called the Stratospheric Controlled Perturbation Experiment, the SCOPEX. It's a scientific experiment designed to help us grasp the possibility of applying these stratospheric aerosols in the field of solar geoengineering. Um, also, they talk about um, Bill Gates' plan, funds plan to experiment with blocking sunlight. So this is this is not um, this is not just conspiracy. I mean, they're they're talking about this stuff. The experiment will talk uh, cost about twenty million, which is relatively small for the cost, but its potential impact on pro- providing new alternatives to slowing the growing effects of continued emissions. So they're talking about releasing a balloon, roughly two kilograms of chemicals like sulfates and calcium carbonate in the Earth's atmosphere. Um, Let's see what else it says here about that. It says, uh, another worry considers the potential effects on plant growth of altering the amount of sunlight. Duh. But scientists and inventors want to slow the momentum of climate change, giving the world more time to confront the larger issues at the root of the ecological crisis. Echo crisis. So, I mean, th- I want to just flip to another one. So this is uh, Forbes talks about Harvard scientists uh, begin experiment to block out the sun. That's the same one about that Scopex one. Um, interesting engineering is an, is a uh, .com as a website with a bunch of stuff like this. They're talking about Bill Gates' strategic plan to dim the sun. And this is a little more recent. This is from 2021. They're talking about a, a forthcoming study, Bill Gates-backed Harvard University Solar Geoengineering Research Program. It plans. Uh, it has. It involves cloud seeding, for example. Uh, is planes dumping particulate matter? Oh, there's a Calgary. There's a Calgary one. I got to find too. That uh, they're talking about uh, Calgary getting a bunch of money to do some of this research. So there's a team the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, and they, they released a report pushing for the U.S. government to spend at least $100 million in pursuit of deeper studies. So they mm. want the government to get involved and spend more, too. They talk about the movies like Snowpiercer. I want to get to this Google. The one I found on Google was The New Yorker. Dimming the sun to cool the planet is a desperate idea, yet we're inching toward it. The scientists who study solar geoengineering don't want to try it, don't want anyone to try it, but climate inaction is making it more likely. This is from really recent, like the end of last year. So they're talking about if we decide to solar geoengineer the Earth to spray highly reflective particles of a material such as sulfur into the stratosphere in order to deflect sunlight and so cool the planet, it will be the second most expansive project that humans have ever undertaken. The first, obviously, is the ongoing emission of carbon and other heat-trapping gases in the atmosphere. The idea behind this is essentially to mimic what happens when volcanoes push particles into the atmosphere. A large eruption, such as that of Mount Pinatubo in the Philippines in 1992, can measurably cool the world for a year or two. This scheme, not surprisingly, has few public advocates, and even among those who want to see it studied, the inference has been that it would not actually be implemented for decades. I'm not saying they'll do it tomorrow, Dan Schrag, the director of Harvard, said. Um... 
under a white sky. <clears throat> Her excellent book on technical efforts to repair environmental damage published last year. So she's saying like, oh my God, it's a book called Under a White Sky. Um, let me skip through here. There's uh, another one, the White House. This is more about the White House. So this is from CNBC. So we're talking about mainstream, like the CIA Broadcasting Center. White House is pushing ahead research to cool the earth by reflecting back sunlight. I mean, so it's the Office of Science and Tech, five-year research plan, modifying the amount of sunlight that reaches the earth, several kinds of sunlight reflection technology being considered, including the the SAIs, the stratospheric aerosol injections, marine cloud brightening, and cirrus cloud thinning. Stratospheric aerosol injection involves spraying an aerosol like sulfur dioxide into the stratosphere and because it has the potential to affect the entire globe often gets the most attention. While arguments of moral hazard have handicapped research efforts, the idea is getting more urgent attention in the worsening climate crisis. There's um there's somebody pushing back. It's called the um gotta find this now. It's uh restoring the oh, I gotta I gotta find uh find out who it is. There's a there's an organization called Leave Mother Earth Alone or something. Um but this is quite the this is quite the article. Like the C CNBC one goes on and on and on talking about a lot of different ways they can do it. Um so it's getting a lot of getting a lot of traction here. They talk about the Toba eruption, or no, not Toba. The other one, um, what's the what's the big one that happened? Uh, starts with the T, I think. Anyways, I can't remember right now. Tunguska. No. Anywho, so let me get to uh, the good ones quickly. Um, <clears throat> the Strato Shield is another one they're talking about. <laughs> This goes way back to like the late 2010s or the late 2000s. We're about to kill a massive accidental experiment in reducing global global warming. This is all from, uh, this is technology review actually. And then, of course, our buddy Jim Lee has a whole whack of stuff. If anybody's ever interested in this, climateviewer.com has a whole bunch of stuff on geoengineering and these articles. And let's see, he's got something here on David, David Keith stuff. Can Dr. Evil save the world? A geoengineering tale. I mean, he's done the best work on it, I think. And we've had him on the show a couple of times. Good to look for him. So there you have it. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's a little bit too much attention, I think, being paid to blocking the sun out. I mean, they should just really, don't you think you'd have to be really sure of what the problem was to go that far? Or do they just want to go that far, period? I mean, no. Or it should be, a, I should get a vote on that. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's mind blowing to me that, that it's even a bunch of scientists are even considering this. They're idiots, man. They're all fucking idiots. Do you have a bio for Miss Jolie? I do. Yes, I do. So, I mean, I think her research is really important. I think this is a real important topic. And there are a lot of people pushing back. There's that organization. I mean, they tried to do that thing in Arizona or Sweden, and it got bumped back. There was a bunch of protests. So, I mean, it does seem like this is maybe pushing it a little too far when they're talking about blocking out the sun. Maybe people are, maybe that's just waking up another percentage of people. 
So um, she's always strived to live a healthy life based on holistic healthcare practices. She was an equine professional body worker. She always knew the benefits of preventative care and natural practices. It wasn't until she was diagnosed with Lyme four years ago that she had to stop and reassess what was occurring in her life and to allow, to allow for the onset of a disease to take over her body. So she, um, she was directed to Jack Cruz, who we've talked about on the show before, and the quantum health information which resonated strongly with her and ultimately helped heal her body. She continues to get stronger and healthier and while implementing quantum practices in her life, by changing her light life, she's felt better than ever and noticed a strong connection with her consciousness and faith, which has led her to want to share this information of how light shapes everything in our life. She got certified recently as a quantum health coach by the Quantum Biology Collective Program, holding in-person light shapes life seminars in her local area as well as hosting online webinars in hopes of reaching as many people as possible to share this information. And she started to dive into this quantum science to engage and pioneer the same amazing light therapy information to the veterinary industry. And she's currently creating a light therapy blanket for animals. There you have it, guys. Fantastic stuff. Great chat. Like Graham said, it's a good one. It seems important. And she's really well spoken about it all. Comes across really good. So we hope you guys enjoy this fantastic chat. Jackie Jolie. Jolie, thanks for joining us. How you doing? Hey guys, good night. How are you guys doing? Oh, this will be fun. We're kind of experimenting with live again and video, so you're one of the perfect guests for that because you got a bit of some visuals to show us. And I love your work and what you're doing, so this is going to be great. Perfect. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Do you want to start off with uh, you know your your story, kind of the last few years, and your kind of uh, you know your your route into researching the sun and how important light is? Yeah, absolutely. That's usually how I start most of my talks, just so people can resonate and get to know me. Um, so I'm Jackie Jolie. I'm a certified quantum health practitioner for the last like three years. Um, I always kind of considered myself, quote unquote, healthy. Um, I've worked outside with horses for a living for about 10 years now. And I rode horses and was outside most of the time, ate a decent diet, you know, exercise, thought I was doing all the correct things. About five years ago, I came down with Lyme disease. Um, I did have a tick that bit me. And, you know, you're not kind of really surprised at first when you get a diagnosis like that, especially when you have like the tick bite. 
but unfortunately, in our modern modern medicine community, um, all that my doctor wanted to give me was three months of straight antibiotics. And since I had kind of already followed a pretty natural, uh, holistic kind of way to healing or medicine in my life, I wasn't really interested in taking three months of antibiotics for my gut. Uh, so I started doing some research into Lyme disease and found a lot of different people that had been afflicted with it. And most of them had not recommended to do the antibiotics. And there was some herbal tinctures and some other protocols to take along with it. And when I talked to my doctor about it, I said, okay, well, if we do your way of doing three months of antibiotics, if I still have Lyme disease or issues afterwards, what do we do? Oh, well, we just put you on three more months of antibiotics. <laughs> and so I was kind of... Um, disheartened by that process because I was like that just doesn't work and it didn't make sense to me so I told her okay sure give me the prescription and I went my own way uh, like usual and um, I did heal the Lyme disease with um, an herbal tincture protocol that Dr. Buner has come out with um, highly recommend him for anybody that is dealing with that disease what's his However, name again what's his name again Dr. Buhner, B-U-H-N-E-R. Um, he actually just recently passed away. We totally missed like a, he's a wizard. Uh, he's been working with herbalist medicine for probably three or four decades. And um, he's been helping the Lyme community for about two of those. And just a wizard about plants and herbs and animism. Lots of books out there, all of that. So definitely look him up. Um, so anyways, I had used his tinctures and herbal protocol to heal the Lyme disease. But when I got done with the Lyme and was not testing positive anymore, I still had all of these really bad symptoms left over, like low libido, hormones were on the floor, I still had really bad fatigue, um, energy wasn't great, uh, lots of brain fog, like I wasn't able to really do my work, which is something that I love and I've been doing for a decade. And I was missing vocabulary and just just not my normal self. And I was 35 at the time. And again, thought like I was always relatively healthy. My doctor, even at that time, after doing blood work, after fixing the Lyme, she was like, yeah, your hormones are on the floor. We should give you hormone replacement that you're going to need for like the rest of your life. Cause I could almost diagnose you as um, premenopausal. And I was like, this is not right. <laughs> like this is not normal at 30 something years of age. So I had to estrogen then they'd give you estrogen or like what would, would what they give you? Yeah. So like my testosterone was not very high. And so they would initially start giving you like uh, progesterone initially and kind of just see progesterone is one of the main master hormones for everybody to make your sexual hormones. And you would use that initially to see if your levels would come back up. Um, if they don't, they start giving you your other hormones like estrogen. And then females can take testosterone. They have to be very careful with it, of course. Um, popular these days, actually. It is. <laughs> Those women are those women are like on high alert, um, but you know, with any type of hormone replacement, things can really cascade and get like out of whack because we aren't realizing that our whole body works on like a clock system, which is called circadian rhythms, and we'll kind of get into that tonight. Um, and if you don't know when you're supposed to be making these hormones and when it's supposed to crescendo and when it's supposed to fall, why are we just like kind of blindly taking hormones that are all affected by different environmental uh, triggers or signals. And we're naturally supposed to get those signals from the sun and from light. Um, obviously in our modern world, we're living indoors under artificial lights. And then we're taking these hormone replacements that are just causing uh, mismatched signaling in the body. And that eventually just leads to a lot of chaos in the body, which chaos just equals inflammation. And as we all know, chronic inflammation leads to disease and death. Um, 
So I was not keen on any of her plans, obviously. And I had a good friend of mine that I've known for several years that always kind of like led me down the correct path of like weightlifting and paleo and different type of just health factors in life that worked out well for me. He had found out about Dr. Jack Cruz, K-R-U-S-E. He's a neurosurgeon from New Orleans. He's been teaching the quantum lifestyle for close to two decades now, trying to get it onto mainstream, trying to get it into our doctor's offices. Obviously, as you guys probably know, Big Pharma does not like free medication that actually heals us. So he definitely has struggled getting it to those larger communities. But things are starting to change now to getting that information to the people. And once you start your quantum lifestyle of healing your light life, the uh, the positive effects and benefits just quadruple and and the foundation just compounds and you feel amazing um i'll be 40 next year and i have more energy than i even had in my 20s uh libido is back hormones are back i still test negative for for lyme i don't have allergies i don't have an autoimmune disease um none of the conflicting issues that affect our modern population now and it really all has to do with light. Um, electricity has not really been around for that long compared to how long we have been. Uh, modern medicine and pharmaceuticals have not been around that long for as long as we've been around. And our system's not working anymore. We're obviously seeing how much more sick people are becoming at younger and younger ages. And what truly has changed is our light environment. And so in my personal story, once I was able to change things that I was doing that was keeping me in a bad light environment, everything healed and also just got better and stronger. There's obviously a little more details to the personal story too, but I know we only have an hour. So that's kind of where I started. I started changing my light life and we can get into some of those protocols at the end. Um, and things have only gotten better. So that's where I've come into this place of now I have this huge passion for it. I got certified in quantum health and I now teach it in local yoga studios, health practitioner offices. I try to get on podcasts as much as possible because I truly believe this is the information that people are missing um, and that once you start getting better, you make better decisions in life, you do better things. Hopefully this is the way that like in my mind, we can unite and try to get through this um, like shit show that we're living through at the moment. Um, and so I think that that's just really great to spread the message. So that's what I'm here for. If they don't block out the sun before it's right. too late. Right. <laughs> That's why we have to keep spreading this message so that they don't do that. <laughs> I mean, it must be weird for you to hear them say that when you've done all this research on the sun specifically. Like you say, this is the number one thing for healing, right? Over food, exercise, sleep. I mean, some of them are also important, but this is number one, right, to you? Yes. And here they are talking about literally blocking it out. Because they know, right? Dude, like I was going to ask you that. Do they, you think? Yeah, I mean, our our ancestors, like one of my slides, if you go back to the Greeks, the Native Americans, um, Romans, everybody, all of our ancestors before, you know, we didn't have the news, we didn't have pharmaceuticals, they knew and revered and worshipped the power of the sun, the sun brought life and light to everything it touches, how could it possibly be bad? Um we still actually have some tribal systems in the world. There's not many, but people that still do live in sync with nature, you know, outside building their shelter, hunting food, eating just what they can grow at that time of year around them. And they're out in sun all the time. They're not burning. They're not getting skin cancer. They're not getting diabetes. They don't have autoimmune issues. They don't have allergies. They don't even get cavities and they don't brush their teeth. <laughs> so 
they're doing something extremely different than what our modern world is, even though we're supposed to be in a world that's easier and more convenient and healthier. Um, you know, the United States is the largest consumer of pharmaceuticals, yet we rank like 48 or 49 in the world of health, longevity and outcome. So a lot of the things we're doing are not working, even though we have industries like the sleep, exercise and food industries that are multi-billion dollar industries. And so there's a reason why they're still around. There's a reason why those are still being pumped into our heads. It's not that those three things aren't important for our bodies and for our health, but they're not the foundation. Light is at the foundation of all of those things. And if you don't have your light life right, you can't have an an optimal health. Do they do those cultures that you talked about? Do they follow the the circadian rhythm quite closely? Like, are they up at sunrise? Are they do yeah. they take a do they take a break in midday and then kind of go to bed at at sundown type thing? Like, or do they yeah. follow that? It would have been just like our ancestors, and even really our um our even most close ancestors that were already developing America. Even when we lived in houses, per se, for the first time, we were still only using candles and fire at night, which is like a red and infrared wavelength that doesn't affect our circadian rhythms. And even the first few light bulbs that were invented were incandescent bulbs, which also only give off a red and infrared wavelength. So those don't affect your circadian rhythm. Like the light that's on behind me has more of like an amber glow. That's an incandescent light bulb. Um, And so they were already tied to that. If you think of our, you know, maybe... great grandparents or great great grandparents they were farmers so yeah they were up when the sun rose obviously they had to get out and work because of that but they were up with sunrise outside working all day you can even think that some of those ancestors smoked cigarettes all day long but they never really got lung cancer they never died of skin cancer um the sun is what kept their their body vital and strong um there's a lot more things we have to worry about now. Of course, there's poison in the air and poison in the soil and poison in the water. Uh, but the sun can make your redox potential and your vitality and your body so strong that you can really handle a lot of things that you get inflicted with on a daily basis here in our modern world and come out okay. If my redox would have been high when I got the tick bite, I should have never come down with Lyme disease. So I've had more tick bites since then. And granted, there was like, that tiny bit of like, oh my God, (laughs) a tick bite. I never came down with Lyme disease again because my body has such a strong battery charge that it's able to just take that bacteria and kick it right out. And so our body should be able to do that even if it's inflicted with some toxins here and some toxins there. Those things need to be taken care of. But if we can get everybody living a healthier light life to start, we'll be able to handle a lot more and change more of those systems. What's a healthy light life look like? So a healthy light life, we're going to just jump right in. (laughs) So the most important thing that you can do for your health above and beyond anything else, I mean, anything is seeing the sunrise first thing in the morning. It needs to be the first light that hits your eyes and your skin before any other light. So no artificial lighting from your phone, from a light bulb your watch, a computer, TV, anything. The reasons behind this are, is we do have what's called circadian rhythms in our body. And so it's our natural rhythm throughout the day that all of our systems, your respiratory, cardiovascular, musculoskeletal, all of them all run off of clocks. And we want our clocks running on time and efficiently, right? 
And so for our body to get those signals, they still receive those signals from the sun. They actually come through your eye, through your retina, to the suprachiasmatic nucleus. It's your master clock that sits in the brain behind the hypothalamus. It then takes that message from the sun and tells the rest of your body when to turn on cortisol, when to turn on blood sugar, or when to turn those things off when it's turning dark at night to start creating melatonin so that you can sleep well and run all of your regeneration programs, like getting rid of cancer cells, getting rid of toxic cells at night. So the way to do this is you need to start your clocks first thing in the morning with the sunrise. When the sun first comes up, you're just getting red and infrared light wavelengths. And so those are very healing wavelengths. They set your circadian clock for the day and they tell your body to start making cortisol, blood sugar, adrenaline. Um, once the sun gets to about 30 to 45 degrees in the sky, depending on where you live, uh, you're going to start getting your UVA and UVB that comes in. Those are your blue, green wavelengths. If everybody remembers from like biology school, the Roy G. Biv, that's your rainbow. That's your natural spectrum of light that our body's still used to using for our signaling each one of those colors comes at you at a different wavelength. And each one of those frequencies of wavelengths has a different message for your body of things to do. And so when the UVA and the UVB start coming out earlier, later in the morning, uh, it's going to tell your body to start making your sex hormones. It's going to start telling your gut to digest its food and have the microbiome build. How many people put their bellies out in the light in the middle of the day, every day of the year? Never happens. We have tons of people dealing with IBS and constipation and diarrhea and leaky gut. Um, we have people dealing with lots of cognitive and mental health issues. Well, all of those dopamine, serotonin, tryptophan, all those um, amino acids and hormones that make you feel good about life, they all start in your gut. Your immune system starts in your gut. Your sex hormones start in your gut. Your microbiome starts in your gut. Um, and it never sees the light of day, literally. And so if you're getting that through the day, you're going to be able to turn all of those signals on to work and function appropriately. Same thing goes for the sunset. You're going to just get red and infrared light wavelengths. So that's going to be very healing to help heal your skin from the strong UV rays that were on during the middle of the day. And it's also going to tell your body, hey, it's almost nighttime. We need to turn off cortisol, blood sugar, adrenaline, and we need to start calming the body down to release melatonin which is the hormone that helps you feel sleepy. It also helps trigger all of those programs that while we sleep, you get rid of your toxins, you detox, you get rid of your cancer cells, you sleep well, you anti-age. We're not doing any of that anymore because we're staying up late at night, we're eating light at night, and we're surrounded by artificial light at night. And so the two rules mainly, if everybody could even just switch these two things for an optimal light life, it would be to see the sunrise first thing in the morning before any other light. And then make sure that your nights are very dark like they're supposed to be. So obviously right now talking to you guys, I have overhead lights on for the video, but I have blue blocking glasses on. And typically if it was nighttime right now, I wouldn't have that light on and I would just have maybe my incandescent bulb or a fire going or candles or like I have a red headlamp or I have a red party light bulb that I might have on uh, for reading or working on the computer. And those are the ways that you biohack it because obviously we can't get away from our modern world of computers and phones and all of that. Um, and that's what's going to help protect your circadian rhythm because when we look at these text screens at night, our text screens and LED lights and fluorescent light bulbs only emit a blue light wavelength. The way that works is during the day out in nature, we get blue light. That's where your UVB and your UVA comes in. 
But in nature, you have blue light with the rest of the rainbow that we just talked about. So you have your red and your orange and your yellow that's also protecting your eyesight and your skin with that blue and green. We never have blue light by itself. Tanning beds are blue light by itself. LED fluorescent light bulbs and your text screens are blue light by itself. So basically what's happening in your clocks is at night when it's eight o'clock at night, if you're looking at a blue light screen, you're telling your body that it's noon instead of eight o'clock. And the, what happens in the body is that keeps your cortisol risen, risen. So then that's where you can gain weight. Your anxiety would stay up for people that like wake up with anxiety. It's because your cortisol is still risen. You're not able to turn off your hormones. So all of those are driving way up and getting out of control. Your blood sugar stays up. So we're seeing more and more people diagnosed with diabetes and pre-diabetics. And they could even like look healthy. They don't have to be 200 pounds overweight. They could be eating a healthy diet. You could have had a salad or a donut for dinner. And it doesn't matter. If you're looking at blue lights, you're going to raise your blood sugar no matter what you've eaten. So that's huge and important. We're also seeing huge rises in cancer. Well, if your body can't run its dishwasher at night to like clean its cells, get rid of cancer, then you're getting all that toxic sludge stuck in your body because your body can't get it out because you just told your body it's 12 o'clock instead of releasing melatonin. People can't sleep. We have insomniac problems. Sleeping pills are like a huge purchase now in, in America. Um, so sorry, that was a little bit of a ramble to the question, but that's kind of how it works in switching over to a healthier light life. There's kind of some nuances there, especially with getting more sun. People are going to ask questions about, you know, cancer and sunburning. Our bodies actually come with a natural process of being able to make its own natural SPF in your skin. It's called a solar callus. When we get up and we see just the red and infrared wavelengths in the morning, that red and infrared wavelengths are what's going to help your body build its own solar callus. It's basically a natural SPF from melanin in your skin cells that then protect it from when that UVA and UVB comes out in the middle of the day, you don't burn. And you're able to get all the health benefits of the UVA and UVB, which make vitamin D, you know, make your sex hormones, um, help your immune system and your gut. And then in the afternoon, that red and infrared wavelength as well helps kind of like heal that tissue from being out in that bright sunlight. And then you go into your dark period at night. So what if you have like a west facing apartment balcony? Does it have to be like the actual sunrise? Do you have to like go down and see the yeah. sunrise or just the sunrise light that's ambient? Is that good enough? So that's a really popular question. Um, I live somewhere in the country too with trees. So I don't always get like a horizon shot of the sunrise. Granted, if you've got a place like down the road or something for the weekends, yeah, go and take advantage of that because it's beautiful. But the great thing about light is photons expand enormously. Like if you think about being in a dark bedroom with the door shut, but the hallway light is on, you can still see that light kind of coming through the crack of your door, right? So the photons expand enormously. So just being out in that light and your eyes and skin receiving it, they're way smarter than like we think we are. <laughs> and so it notices those signals immediately from the light. And so just being out in it will already trigger that circadian clock to start. What about just to, like having the blind open so that you wake up to that light? Or is it do you have to be outside? No, you have to be outside or your what if the window's open? If the window is open, that is okay. It's not as optimal because you really do need to have this stuff on your skin. Your skin is a solar panel as well. But 
yes, sometimes there's rainy days. Sometimes we're in a rush. If you can at least have the windows open, you are going like in your car, you got to take your kid to school or something one morning, open the sunroof, open the windows. You're still going to get that light. No sunglasses, no contacts. They block UV. Modern windows block infrared and red light because they're energy efficient. So windows, text screens, sunglasses, it's all making us blue light toxic. It's literally the problem with all of the sickness right now in our modern era. Like every single modern disease is tied to mitochondrial dysfunction and mitochondrial dysfunction comes from circadian clock dysfunction. And that comes from living an indoor artificially blue lit life. So for the last few months I, I was playing around with in the morning, I would go to our enclosed balcony so it's all glass, but I would try and leave some of those windows open. Yes. So no matter how cold it was, I'd just go out there first thing in the morning for five or 10 minutes and just soak up some fresh air, really. And hopefully the sun, the sun, I don't even think the sun was always coming up because, and we'll get into this, the different time zones and the different places that we live. But I started to wake up at sunrise now all the time. Like uh, now I wake up just before the sunrise. Yes. It's, it's like, it, it is really like clockwork. So I think that just that little experimenting there with a few minutes every day in the morning. That's such a great share. And it really shows um, how quickly our body wants to heal if we give it the correct environment. It doesn't take very long. There's even research now, like if you go camping for like four or five days, it's enough time to literally reset your clock. So even though I had been living two decades of really bad light life, it didn't take that long for the body to really start hitting those clocks right and getting on time and it becoming an easy habit. There's so many people that will come to me and say, oh, but I'm a night owl. I can't ever get up in the morning. I get that. I was never seeing the sunrise either. Um, now it's my favorite time of the day. My body wakes up before an alarm clock. Um, I'm hungry now in the morning. That was one of my biggest changes that happened very quickly when trying like a better light life protocol. I was the girl that was never hungry in the morning um my whole life but i was never seeing the sunrise either and so when i started this whole thing i was like okay i'm gonna wake up in the morning and take my dogs for a walk every morning for sunrise i'm gonna give it 30 days and just see what happens you know i had already been spending five thousand dollars a year out of my pocket for supplements and vitamins and this gym thing and that gym thing and all the stuff that we spend money on to try to be healthier i said screw it let me try this light thing and uh, the very first thing I definitely noticed was it was very quick to get into the habit. After about five to 10 days, it was easy to get up and do it. And then within a month, my stomach was growling after I would get up. And it has been like that since. And that was my first thing like, okay, there's probably something to this. Like something is sending the signal to my body to get hungry and start my day like I'm supposed to. Um, and that has never changed since. So I think what Darren was getting at, and I was kind of going to ask the same question is when you're, let's say we're, we're in bed getting up in the morning or we're waking up and it's starting to get light out, but the sun hasn't technically risen yet. So there's about a, like what, a half hour, 20 minutes or a half hour where you can start seeing the light, but it hasn't, the sun hasn't really come up yet. Yeah. So if our windows are, if our windows are open, not all the way, but enough that air and I guess some light is getting in and you're waking up at least at that time in the bedroom. And then if you make your way down, down stairs or whatever to, or outside yes, to get a more direct, not necessarily direct sun, but at least direct light yes. on your skin without turning any other lights on. But yes. it still, it still starts from when you wake up in bed, I guess, if it's getting light, right? 
Yes, you're safe with all of that. Just as long as you're not blaring blue light into your eyes that will instantly tell it's noon instead of seven o'clock in the morning, um, you're safe there. I do have some people that will ask me, you know, like I have some horse clients that are up way before sunrise. So it's still dark. What can they do? You know, red light will still always help you not break your circadian rhythm. So if you can have the incandescent bulbs on or red light on or a headlamp, something like that, it's not... It sounds silly and inconvenient, but you get used to it pretty easy living in the dark in a way. Um, and then, yeah, any of that light, even before the sun has really crested the horizon, is all healthy red and infrared light that your body is getting and getting those signals to start your day. And you're and you're shutting down at night when it gets dark, basically, right? Like you're you're well, as soon as the sun goes down, is about a half hour after that, I guess, and then it starts to get dark, and that's where you try and. Get yes. rid of all your artificial light. Yes, you want to mitigate your artificial light as much as possible. So blue light blocking glasses are great. Um, I always tell people, because you're starting to see them being sold in like Walgreens and Walmart and stuff, but they have clear lenses. Those are bullshit. <laughs> they don't work. So you'll still be getting a lot of blue light and ruining everything that you just did. So you need to make sure that the lenses are definitely orange or red to block out all of the blue and green wavelengths coming from text screens. Um, the, the laptops have a program you can buy called Iris, I-R-I-S. Um, and it will actually help the screen's temperature and color change throughout the day that by nighttime, like now, um, which I have mine turned off right now just for this talk, but it would usually be red. So I wouldn't even have to wear these when working on the computer. Um, the, all the smartphones actually have a shortcut built into them that you can change the screen to red for free with a shortcut. You just have to look that up on YouTube for like, your I think it's night shift. I think it's called night shift or something. I'm not that sure. one still lets uh, blue light through. Oh, like, does it? Well, it's a, it's a hidden shortcut that you have oh. to go in and program yourself. It's free, but you have to look it up on YouTube for like your specific phone model. I still have like an iPhone eight. So I have a home screen. So like I click my home screen three times and it goes red and then I can click it three times again and it's back to regular blue. Um, that's super helpful. So then you can just look at your phone at night without having to have glasses on either. Um, the TV, you would either have to wear glasses or I do know some people will buy that cheap uh, red cellophane tape from like a hobby store or something. And you can put that across your screen. You can also use that cellophane tape to go across like your refrigerator light bulb in case you're going into your refrigerator at night. Um, there's companies like Spectra 479 that sell red light uh, night lights. And so I have those in my bathroom. So you don't ever have to turn on the light when you have to pee if you do get up in the middle of the night. Because any flash of fake light, your eyes register it faster than you know. Um, and so you really don't want any of that on at night, even as a, a quick flicker. They're different. We had, um, we had a guest on and we we're talking about these blue blocker glasses again. Um, and there's different variation is there different variations of that what's the brand you're wearing now the brand i'm wearing now is called block blue light from australia they're one of my favorites most people have heard of raw optics they're probably one of the first companies that came around and then there's also viva rays who's that's the one that's those are the ones yeah they're rowdy runs viva rays he's lovely and yeah he's come up with number one he has different stages right yeah based ones so you can actually get ones for like your prescription levels but he also has different colors that you can click on for different times of the day so like somebody that works in an office all day uh, in a computer they should really start protecting their eyes already so they should have the yellow ones because also if they were going to wear the orange or the red they'd start getting tired in the middle of the yeah, day yeah because you need some blue light for energy right still exactly 
Um, but again, you don't want the blue light by itself. So then having that little bit of yellow helps shield and try to bring in some of the natural colors that you would have from outside. Um, I always recommend anybody that works at an office, an indoor job at all, just like anybody would have a smoke break. This is how you make your light life better too. You just take light breaks. So every hour, hour and a half, go outside, no sunglasses, no sunscreen, no contacts, as much skin as you can expose as possible at that time and sit outside for 10 to 15 minutes and then go back inside to your job and do that every couple of hours throughout the day. You're going to have more energy um, and it is also going to be able to keep those clock signals going throughout the day to keep everything in alignment. Okay. Before I forget to ask you, what's that clothing brand that kind of like the sun gets through, right? So you can kind of go out in the morning, maybe like, and it's like you're naked, but you're covered up. So. Yes. So it's a bathing suit company called Kaniki, K-I-N-I-K-I. Um, they're not the most like aesthetically pleasing swimsuits, but they're cheap. And to just use them to tan in your backyard if you don't have like land like I do, so you can't be naked. <laughs> um, they're very popular and very good to get. And it's very important for people to realize that your private parts do need to see the sun. That's actually how you prevent breast cancer, testicular cancer, uh, prostate cancer, um, a lot of those areas, just like our gut, are never seeing the sun, and cancer is a light deficiency problem. So, what about different parts of the world? Like, so where we live right now, the sun's rising at six forty-seven; it's setting at eight twenty-four at night already. Yes. So, but it goes down to in in June, the sun rises at five twenty-one in the morning, yeah. and it sets at nine fifty-five. So, yeah. so I mean, we're already stuck. Like, by the time it gets dark, it's 1030, let's say, or even it feels later, even eh, Darren, like 11 sometimes. Wow. And then it seems to get light at five. So, I mean, what, do, what do we do in that instance where like for that couple months of the year, it's, it's almost, it's hard to sleep. It's hard to get to sleep yeah. because it, it stays light for so long. And then you're up in the, you're up sort of anyways, yes. because it gets light so early. And then in the winter, you know, the sun rises at eight thirty nine and it sets at four thirty. So then we're on the opposite thing where it's dark by five o'clock. Yes. So it almost opens up the topic of like. In Why our, do we live in the north? No, no, no. Not that anybody can live where they want to live per se. Um, but as far as like our modern life of always being like on the go, rush, rush, rush. Everything has to be the same all the time. Go, go, go. And when we really slow it down and look at light and nature and nature does everything perfect, right? There are no errors in nature. And so she goes through cycles and seasons as we should as well. And women might understand this a little bit better because we go through cycles and seasons monthly, <laughs> but it's the same thing. Like in the summer, we're going to have an abundance of energy because we have longer days and longer light cycles. We can eat more carbs. We can have more sugar. Um, we can digest all of that more. We should have more energy. And so you should almost feel that on a regular basis in the summer. Now, if you are struggling to want to get that sleep and still sleep a little bit more, then I would just recommend coming in and just trying to make things as dark as possible for you to go to bed a little earlier than, you know, 11 o'clock if you're wanting to try to get some good hours of sleep in. You can get blackout shades or curtains, start wearing your blue blocking glasses at maybe like seven if you're already done eating. Um, and those things will all start to kind of trigger your body to start coming down. But then in the winter, we need to recognize that we're not going to have as much energy. And it's actually a time of resting and hibernation. You might be fasting more. You might only eat um 
meats and fats then because there wouldn't be as much growing if we were actually living outside still like our ancestors did. Um, and you would just be resting more. So you go to bed like, gosh, these last two winters, I was going to bed at like eight o'clock. And I remember the old me that was rush, 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 like eight o'clock, like I got stuff to do and I got to be productive. <laughs> um, and these last two years were great to just surrender and accept winter time and sleep and just catch up on all of that um, regeneration and rest so that then when spring and summer is hitting, like we are ready and rocking, ready to go. I feel like we don't need as much food in the summer though, for some reason. Like, do you know how sometimes when you're out in the sun all day, you're not really that hungry? Like you come home and you're not that hungry. So does that kind of replace some of the diet though? Yes. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard that there's actually people I think, oh, yeah. in India, but like breatharians. Oh yeah. Breatharians. <laughs> I haven't researched yeah. it a ton, but um, it comes up and I actually had somebody on the podcast asking about it too. And I was like, well, now that I know what I know about the sun, I believe that it's possible. I would miss food way too much. I couldn't become a breatharian, but I can see how it's possible. The sun is actually a nutrient. And that's where we take full advantage of the fact that in our modern times, we just see the sun as like a light source, maybe associated with vitamin D, but we also associate it with cancer and bad things. And that's it. And the sun is actually the most powerful and free nutrient that is there for us on a daily basis, providing us with so much of what we need. So yeah, like days when I'm at the beach, I'm not ever usually very hungry, at least during the time that I'm out in the sun, because the sun is already providing me um, with so much of the nutrients that my body needs to fill me up that I don't need anything else. Um, but in the summertime, we are, our bodies are capable and allowed to have more sugars and carbs. That is what would grow seasonally in most of our areas. Um, you know, but up north or Canada or something, you know, should they be eating bananas in December, especially if they're like African American or Latino? Probably not. That's going to be a circadian mismatch. I know that sounds kind of crazy. Um, and maybe one banana in the winter is not going to hurt you. But if you're sick and you have a diagnosis, it's probably not a good idea. So black people shouldn't eat bananas in the winter in probably. Canada, but just yeah. in Canada, it's okay. No, if you're no, in like, if you just That's go back to like the life story, like their DNA, their genetics are still tied to being closer to the equator. They don't live close to the equator anymore. So these people that have darker colored skin, they need more sun. They already actually have a thicker solar callus naturally that protects them because their ancestors lived closer to the equator and their genetics are still tied to that. Um, so technically, all of us should still be eating like a seasonal light diet as well. What does that mean? It means we should be eating before it gets dark. Uh, we should be eating whatever seasonal in our like tri-state area of where we live of what would grow during that time. Well, in the winter, not much grows anywhere um, except for at the equator. Um, so it's it's just nice. That's an additional thing that once you get your light life right, that will also kind of help sync up gut um, clocks and your circadian internal clocks as well. So again, I mean, is a banana going to kill a black person in Canada in December? No. But if they're sick with a diagnosis and it's something they're having on a regular basis, it might be something that they want to check into changing to a more like low carb, high fat in the winter and more abundance in the summer. Yeah, I get it. I mean, they should probably be taking vitamin D and stuff too, but that kind of talk is racist in, in 2023. But I was just saying... I can't remember if it was on the show or just in real life or maybe the two are merging, but that like when I was a kid, 
I never, I never, I didn't see an avocado until I was like a teenager. You know, yeah. like it's just because I didn't go to Mexico and I, you know, I grew up in northern Ontario in the middle of nowhere. We didn't have a bunch of yeah grocery stores and shit. Now, if you were in Vancouver, Calgary, maybe you had avocados when you were in a kid, but we didn't have that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, we had apples and and we did have bananas and stuff like that. We were getting bananas at that time. We always had the yeah. horror stories of people getting snakes or spiders in their banana box. <laughs> But I think that's because bananas like keep for a long time. Bananas are pretty easy to ship. You can ship them while they're still green or yeah, whatever that works. But we weren't getting like pomegranates or dragon fruits or any of this stuff that like huh. I see when I go into the grocery store nowadays. Half that shit wasn't an option when I was a kid because all of our shit came from the next province over. Yes, which is the way that it you know should have been and should still be keeping it. Um, it's interesting that you bring up both of those terminologies of racism and the taking the vitamin D. I, um, on podcasts, I know we're allowed to say this, but sometimes at the end of my talks, when I have them in person, depending on my audience, at the end, I always talk about like the future of how our kids and how people could be changing things in our light life with hospitals, um, schools, that, that all of those are artificially lit by LEDs that flicker and cause all kinds of issues. And we could be changing these things. This is how we change the future. We can't vote it in or out. Like we have to do it. And that's where we have to put our money. Um, and so I always ask everybody, like, how quickly could we get rid of racism if we were teaching kids that skin color is a light story? Like these people literally just need more sun and their genetics are tied to having more sun living closer to the equator. Um, it could really help, you know, I know that's kind of a wild statement out there. And then as far as the vitamin D, it's actually kind of, um, in our quantum field, we don't actually recommend, uh, dosing vitamin D. I wanted to ask you about that because we are just to, I wanted to ask you about the vitamin D, but our, our doctors, like they won't test for that vitamin D right now in Alberta. They tell us that we, we already tell you, and I don't know how they are supposed to communicate this to the public because they don't. But you're supposed to take, I think it's 2,000, 2000 IUs or whatever it is for, for vitamin D per day, I think. Hey, Darren, do you know if that's what it, that's what it was? I don't know. So, I know I take a lot. Yeah, but we, and we both take some of Clive DeCarl's vitamin D from the UK. It's, it's really good. And, um, but I, I also hear that that takes a long time to get into your system. But it also, I also hear that sun doesn't really do it either. So I've, I've heard the other side of the story where, oh, you can go outside for this many times. We've done these studies and it doesn't raise your vitamin D. So, Okay. Well, let's, let's shift some facts and truths here. Um, and there's still research being done on it. So there's still a lot more to find out. But this is what we have learned so far. I don't know who was allowed to call vitamin D a vitamin D back whenever they were naming these things. But just like melatonin, just like testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, vitamin D is actually a hormone. So when we go back to what we were talking about with hormone replacement and all that, where if most people, if doctors came to you guys right now, you seem rather healthy and said, we want to put you on hormone replacement, you would probably be like, mm, why? Let's do some testing. I'm a little bit, you know, inhibited about that decision. Um, vitamin D is the same. It's a hormone. So when you start taking a vitamin D supplement, you're actually taking hormone replacement. And that can cause a lot of mismatch in the body and um, some miscommunication. In addition to that, our body naturally makes like 25 different variables of vitamin D. 
So how do you know that the vitamin D supplement you're getting is whatever variable that your body needs at that day, at that time, at that moment, that it doesn't need the next day because it needs a different variable at that day, at that time, at that moment. Number three, most supplements in general, including your vitamin D supplements, are made in a laboratory. So they're made under artificial light, processed with heat. So they're not very effective at all. And the supplement business is a multi-billion dollar business. Number four, the sun does make your vitamin D. However, you need to be out during the UVB hours of the day to be able to make the vitamin D. Number two, you also have to have cholesterol in your body to be able to make vitamin D. So like, I don't mean to pick on them, but like vegans, for example, if they don't have cholesterol in their system. We like to pick on vegans around here. It's fine. <laughs> I, we've, I've yet to meet a third generation vegan. I mean, grand sisters, yeah. some over. Maybe at the, at the uh, equator. Like but. vegans can do okay at the equator. Ugh. Asterisks like for the record, I think that breatharian stuff is bullshit too. The only people <laughs> I ever met that said they were doing it were bat shit crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, people like to attach to things and just prove people no things. offense to anyone no. who's living off the sun. But uh, <laughs> I bet you there's no third generations of those kicking around either. I'm living off the sun, but let me tell you, the sun also feeds the cow that I eat, and the sun also feeds the arugula that I eat, and the sun also feeds the apples that I eat. So I'm living off the sun, but I'm still eating. But I'm eating the things that grow out in the sun and also get the sun story. So you have to have cholesterol in your body to be able to make vitamin D. And so if you look at like our number one killer in the United States is heart disease, right? And everybody blames that on cholesterol, which they've probably proven a lot of times that these people have cholesterol in their systems, right? But if we think about modern humans that now statistics say we're spending more than 93% of our time indoors. Where's that cholesterol going that you're eating? It's just getting stuck in your body because you're not detoxing it at night and you're also not going out during the day and allowing the sun to turn that cholesterol in your veins into vitamin D. So that's kind of the component there where they might be able to tell you that from Big Pharma or whatever studies, but if they haven't tested to see what those people's cholesterol levels are and now everybody's fighting for low cholesterol levels and your big pharma companies are able to pay for the studies to get the normal ranges lowered. Like, I think they want everybody under 200, uh, what is it, nanometers or whatever of your cholesterol levels. And like for women, if you're under 200, your sex hormones and your hormones will just stop functioning. Like you will go into premenopausal early. Yeah, that's part of the plan. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> So that's kind of the story there with like vitamin D supplementing, making it in the sun. There's still a lot of research happening kind of like low key, obviously not through big farm or anything. Um, but yeah, the sun can do it, but you have to be out in the UVB light to get the signal and you have to have cholesterol in your system to also actually make the conversion. And I think it's like, you're meant to be out in the sun, like all, all fucking day, like yeah. sun up to sundown, not like, well, I was out for 45 minutes or I went for two hours. You know, why ain't I getting any vitamin D? It's got to be like straight up. I mean, I'm an Indian, so I got to like save that shit up all summer. So I got enough to get me through the yeah. winter. 
And that's the whole point too, right? People are like, oh, my vitamin D is so low in the winter. Well, guess what your body does? You build it up all summer and fall so that that way your body can use those storage levels to use it to get you through the winter. So of course your levels are going to be low in the winter. And then they hop everybody up on supplements. So 30 degrees, like that's when the UVB starts. So if you put your arms straight up, straight up to the sky, and then you went down two thirds, right? You're at 30 degrees. Oh, buddy. Yeah, I was like, man, you're getting real geometrical there. Now, I have an app that tells, well, I know now because you can feel it, and I've been doing this long enough. But for everybody out there that's not. looks like a Nazi. It's kind of like the salute, right? The salute would be at like 30 degrees, right? Nine, 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 nine. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's an app called D minder, I N D E R. It's free on all the smartphones and it will help you tell you wherever you are at the time. So whether you're traveling or at home, uh, where the sun is going to rise, what time, and then when it's going to hit that 30 degree mark to start making vitamin D, it'll show you all the time it goes to. And then when it's going to set below that. So it'll just help you realize like when you can be in the red and infrared to start building your solar callus. Now for spring is the time to start this. Um, and then you can measure how much you can be out with the UVB. You know, if you're very fair skinned or you're just starting this, you're not going to be able to hang out in the UVB light all day naked. You're going to burn and you're going to cause damage. And that's where people get this problem with thinking the sun causes skin cancer is because they don't see the sun all year and all day. And they go to the beach for a week and like burn the shit out of their body. (laughs) And this isn't what's supposed to happen, you know? Um, And on that topic, you know, there's an old study that was done in the 30s, one study on UVB, and we can kind of tear that study apart because, number one, they did the study in a laboratory, right? So it was under artificial lighting. It wasn't outside. And most of our medical studies anyways are all done indoors. So they never consider the natural spectrum and the signals that affect our body physiologically, So the study was done indoors. It was also done on mice, which is typical for studies. Well, mice are nocturnal. We're a diurnal species that work off of a 24-hour light and dark cycle. And they only use UVB lamps. So it was basically like taking a tanning bed and shining it on the rats. And then when all these tumors started popping up, they went, the sun causes skin cancer. But they didn't have all the rest of the wavelengths with them like we would have out in natural light. And then that was the one study that basically said, okay, sun is bad for you. At that same time is when our Mr. Beloved John D. Rockefeller was coming out with the Flexner Report, which I'm sure you guys know about. And they lobbied for all natural and holistic care to be considered woo-woo and crackery. And, you know, he needed to make his petroleum into pharmaceuticals and take over the medical industry and start opening hospitals and medical schools and paying for the studies. Well, guess what else he used his petroleum for? Guess what the number one ingredient is in sunscreen? Petroleum. And I think like 78 different sunscreens just got recalled in the last two to three years during COVID because they have too high levels of carcinogenic ingredients. And, you know, if people are spending 93% of their time indoors, but yet sun, sun skin, sorry, skin cancer is on the rise, how does that equate to the sun causes it? Most melanoma spots show up on people on areas that the sun has never seen on the breast, on the chest, on men's legs who are always covered in pants. So it doesn't make sense. Um, and we have to start questioning that and start thinking of it differently. Shorts are gay. We got to get off of that mentality. We got to yeah, make shorts make not gay. No, she's saying like, get the shorts on. Like I, I know, I, I know what she's saying. That's what I mean. We got to make shorts not gay again. 
like purses. Grounds up trying to bring both back single. I don't wear I don't wear short I don't wear pants like six months of the year, seven months of the year. I know you're just wearing shorts all the time. I'm a <laughs> pants guy. I you know I can't do it. But uh, I will take my shirt off, you know, when I'm out 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 and about. So yeah. I'm except for it there. And but, it's so I mean I I can't get off my vitamin D supplement though. I was off it for a few weeks and I noticed a real change. Mm. It's the only supplement I've ever really known. It's like, you know, they say this and that, you know, it's always doing this, it's doing that. Honestly, I don't take most of my shit because I don't notice a difference when I'm on it, when I'm off it. Yeah. But uh, the liver pills, I notice a big difference. Yeah. I just eat um, liver. But the vitamin D, I noticed after about two weeks of being off of that, uh, yeah, I was just, it was having trouble with my mood. I was grumpy. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's and sure enough. It's After awesome. a while of getting back onto it, I was, uh, and I noticed on the jar, it says the happiness hormone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The sunshine will definitely bring you all those things. The sunshine releases and um, opens our endocannabinoid receptors. So you can literally become high on life. I'm one of those people now. I used to think those people were full of shit. <laughs> um, but it does like nature and the sun and life just resets you. And for you guys being so far up North, obviously like during the winter, you don't have any UV with me in Louisiana. We still actually make UV year round. It's just a smaller window in the winter. So we're fortunate there. Um, in people that live in colder climates where there isn't as much UV, number one, it's very important for you to get as much sun as possible through spring, summer, and fall. But you guys are also able to use cold therapy, which also heals and strengthens your mitochondria. And this is a problem all over the world and the United States for sure. But most people are so used to just being in a constant 72, 75 degree temperature in their house, whether it's winter or summer and also in their car. Our bodies, as well as it's supposed to be tied to the light and dark cycle, it's also supposed to be tied to hot and cold the different effects of the weather. And so that is what makes our mitochondria strong. So even though you guys might be like, well, damn it, I don't get like sun through the winter and all the UV, you can use cold therapy, which is not always super fun, but depending on what your genetics and where you came from, sometimes you can handle a lot better than others. And you can use that cold exposure to also strengthen your body. So is there any studies that show that health, health outcomes are different in different parts of the world, like closer to the equator? Where the where the where there's more of sort of a equal parts dark and light, or in northern yeah. parts where it's shorter and longer. Yeah, it definitely just, seems to be a different economic outcome. Yeah, I mean, economics can definitely always play a role, but everybody can get outside. Um, but there's definitely researches like that. They show, you know, a lot of the like blue zones that used to be studied and show that people are living into their hundreds or more. A lot of them are much closer to the equator for most of those areas. Um, but you can even look at like the, uh, oh man, what is their name? They live the Pacific. Um, they're, a, they're kind of a tribal people still as well. Oh, Jack Cruz actually just said them on a podcast last week. It's not the emus, but it's the Eskimos. Yeah. yeah, but there's another name for their actual. The yes, thank you. <laughs> um, so they don't get a lot of sun per se for their environment, but they're out in the cold. They're living outside, but guess what? They're getting lots of DHA from fat. Sun. Yes, and DHA from seafood, and so that's DHA what I was saying. See, for like 10 years ago, I was saying if you started feeding some Mexican dude what the Inuits are eating is not going to go well. And people are like, whoa. 
<laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they do great. They hold on to that extra fat, which gives them energy. The DHA is a fat that comes from our um, shellfish. So like oysters, shrimp, crab, lobster. And it's the only fat that's in our food system that creates an electrical current in our bodies. And we're electrical beings actually before we're chemical beings. And so, you know, we're just one big solar panel or one big complicated plant. Basically, we use the sun just like plants do to create energy. Um, and so the DHA is one of those nice keys that you can help keeping your current, your timing, all of that, like flowing well, especially if you do live somewhere in the winter where you're not getting a lot of the UVB rays. I think I was following when, when I was following Jack Cruz in maybe like 2018, maybe mm -hmm. 2019, he was talking about the DHA quite a bit and, and the nicotinamide riboside, the precursor to uh, NAD. Mm -hmm. Was that Jack that was talking about that? Do you take, do you take that at all? I do you did. Have, have you tried that? I haven't tried it like heavily. Um, ever since I got on the light train, I was super happy to clear my countertop of lots of expensive supplements. So the only thing that I actually take constantly at the moment is magnesium and electrolytes. And I make sure that I have structured water that I'm drinking. So I get Mountain Valley spring water delivered to my house. Um, if I didn't have that, like if I lived in the city, I would definitely make sure you're getting some type of a, um, a, sorry guys, it's nighttime. No, um, no. Uh, the water system that takes everything out starts with an O. Osmosis, reverse osmosis. Yeah. Reverse osmosis. So it takes everything out, but since it takes everything out, meaning the bad stuff like fluoride, chlorine, the chemicals that they put in your water for city water, it also takes all of your minerals out. So it's just like a very flat, clean water, but you still want your water to be structured to be giving you the right connection electronic electricity wise in your body. And so you would want to be taking like a quinton, which I, I take those minerals sometimes too, um, or finding a way to add in the minerals into your water to have structured water. How do you restructure yours? I just have the Mountain Valley spring water delivered. So it's already structured water, but okay. I do supplement water sometimes with the Quinton minerals. And it's a, it's a sea mineral that has like everything that your cell needs mineral wise. Um, so it's, it's really great too, but those are the take on a regular basis. Do you have anything in your slides that you think we've, we've, uh, haven't got to yet? Um, I gotta, let me, let me throw through here real quick. Let's see. I don't know if they would care too much about the actual quantum health model. Um, and how much time do you need in the in the in the midday sun to to start absorbing vitamin D? Like, is a half hour, forty five? I know, I know, you're saying like as much as possible, but for people that work at home and yeah. you know, it's kind of hard to fit like outdoor. Like when you're when you're most of your stuff is indoors, it's hard to get outside to, yeah. to take breaks and do that. So. You know, all of us are N equals one. So we're our own science project and own um, symptoms and effects. So it's going to be different for everybody. I highly recommend at least 15 to 20 minutes every time. So for sunrise, sunset, a couple times during during the day. If you're sick and you have a diagnosis, you are going to need more sun. Um, and it's going to have to be something that you schedule into your life because your health is the most important thing that you have. Um, and really in life, it just becomes like anything that you're doing. Can you do it outside? If you're reading a book, can you do it outside? If you're working on your computer, can you do it outside? If you're eating lunch, breakfast or dinner, can you do it outside? If you're drinking coffee, can you do it outside? Um, almost everything now is outside for me. 
Um, at the same time, which something we haven't covered is like grounding, being barefoot outside on the grass as well. You're getting free electrons and free energy when you do that, as well as from the sun. So if you can try to be barefoot as much as possible as well, um, it's really great for even just your biomechanics in your body, but it's really great to get free energy from as well. So in the morning, I'm always outside barefoot, seeing the sunrise, walking the dogs. Um, if I'm reading a book, I now have my computer where it's hardwired with like a hundred foot uh, cable to the modem. And I take that outside and work outside on the computer, um, reading, eating any time like that. I just try to take full advantage of getting extra energy and extra sun. Um, and so once you can kind of get into that mentality, it seems like a lot at first and overwhelming to learn new protocols, but you just start seeing light in everything. And whenever you can get that opportunity to do that, you just, you try and, and you really do start to enjoy it more and crave it more. Can you ground through stones like, like slate and yes. uh, different rocks? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing you really can't ground through is um, asphalt or cement. Uh, if your wood is treated, sometimes there's some yeah, varying yeah, yeah. wood that you yeah. can't, but I think you're probably all right. Uh, but asphalt and cement for sure you cannot ground through. But everything else is free game. Why not cement? It seems like it'd be good. It's like most, it's all earth and I don't know. I think there's a lot of chemicals now with cement. And so you're going to be absorbing probably some of that. Hmm. I would have thought cement was like pretty close to like a stone, you know? Yeah. You just add water. Probably some other stuff. But there's some other stuff. A lot of water. I got a cement burn last fall and there's a spot on my leg that's still pretty nasty and gnarly from it. And when I Googled it, it's all this stuff like you can end up in the hospital and toxic from it and everything like there's some bad really? stuff. Like 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 a skid, rash, like a skid, yeah, skid mark? Yeah. A skid mark? I healed it with red light though. Put my red light on it and it healed up real quick. Nice. Yeah. Graham's got a red lighter. Yeah, I got a red light too. Yep. Oh, I thought he said red lighter. I was like, like a lighter that you light things with? <laughs> um, what I else? Started, oh, I was starting to red light my my junk uh, recently for a few minutes in the morning. Good. Good. Yeah. You quit. Well, I, 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 I'm just trying to get into the habit of it. It's hard to remember. <laughs> yeah. Keep doing that though. That's good for you. There you go. I just like to lie with and on my back in the window. There you just go. Sound it like that. Jackie, is there anything you feel like we didn't get to any last advice or. Um, do you guys want to touch some on like the, uh, Wi-Fi cell phone radiation stuff? Do we have time for that? Sure. That's part of light life as well. Uh, we didn't really cover like the science. And obviously we can talk about where they can resource a lot more of my information at the end. But um, when we do talk about how light affects us as a whole, a lot of it is stuff that we can't see. You know, we can't see that full natural spectrum with our eyes. We only see about 30% of it. Um, so there are things in our world that do affect us physiologically that we can't always see or feel. You know, if you think about getting like an x-ray, for example, you don't feel that x-ray being taken, but you are getting hit with radiation waves that are going to affect your body physically, right? If you got x-rays every single day, you're probably going to get sick from them. And we have seen that with x-ray technicians and things. So on that topic, obviously, as modern Americans, we're getting bombarded by a lot of radiation and wavelengths that are very strong and not uh, naturally made that our body's used to. When we just talked about grounding, the earth itself provides its own frequency called the Schumann's resonance. It runs at like 7.83 hertz. That's a very healing frequency. It's a very low frequency compared to like what our cell phones are and cell phone towers and Wi-Fi signals nowadays. They're in like 
the megahertz range, like billions and billions of times stronger than what the Earth's is. And so what that does to our body is it actually dehydrates our mitochondria and brings our redox down very low. So when we have our cell phones on our bodies or next to our ears, which is next to our brains, um, that's a lot of radiation to an area that is made up of all water and fat that we eventually dehydrate. And we're seeing huge increases of glaucomas and uh, blastomas that are cancer cells that kill you. Um, and so we need to make sure that we're protecting our bodies, our children from these radiation signals from our cell phones, anything that's Wi-Fi or Bluetooth technology. So if you think of like the AirPods that go on our ears, those are right next to your brain as well, running off of Bluetooth technology. Um, so for me, like a couple of things that I do to biohack all of that, because obviously, again, we're not going to get rid of the modern world. Um, I do not have my Wi-Fi modem plugged in unless I'm using it. Um, so at night, for sure, I always have it off to be able to sleep. Um, I only plug it in when I use it. Like I said, my laptop right now is actually hardwired with a USB cable to the modem. It actually makes my internet faster, but it also protects from the actual Wi-Fi signal because that's turned off of my laptop now. Um, I have a grounding platform that my laptop is sitting on from Defender Shield. My cell phone has a case on it that's a protector from Defender Shield. I never put it in my back pocket anymore. That's something that I had in previous years of getting Lyme. I had it in my back pocket all day, every day. Um, no Wi-Fi, no Bluetooth uh, products. If you do, you need to get protection for those as well. Um, a lot of the newer houses are being built with smart meters. So that's your electric meter that is now digital and Wi-Fi. Um, those things are putting off really huge non-native um, electromagnetic fields that can affect people. Um, what else? I try. I bought. Uh, I bought some. I was trying to get off the earbuds, right? Mm. So I've got a, a decent cord set again, but I bought one of the cord sets to try and get away from it, and it connects on Bluetooth. I'm like, it's plugged into the thing, yeah, and it still goes Bluetooth. I'm like, why would you make a corded one that goes Bluetooth? Like, what? It, it just defeats yeah, the purpose. So it's hard to even find like legit just corded headphones nowadays. Defender Shield sells a pair. They're really great. And then I actually just use the cheapies that come with the iPhone. They're not the most comfortable, but I don't wear them all the no, time. No, they're pretty, they're pretty good from compared to a lot of the other sets. Yeah, so I just yeah. use those. Um, but Defender Shield has a pair too that actually has some type of like air vac thing too that's supposed to be healthier for you. They're like 80 bucks for the pair, but they're good. They're comfy. If they, if they feel comfortable, then yeah, I'm going to look at, look that up, Defender Shield. Yeah, and they've got all kinds of great – Like that's basically who I use for all of my protection products um they're well researched and they've been around for a long time um i like the quality of their products you know i have the laptop platform i have the protection over my phone um the earbuds they even have like silver gloves that you can wear if you're a very highly sensitive person you can wear that to protect kind of hands and, and skin when you're touching your your phone a lot too um but that's all good stuff to know too and be aware of especially for kids um our nerves and our brain are protected by something called myelin. It's a sheath that goes around our nerves and our brain to protect it. It's only made up of fat and water as well. So our kids need to be eating those things, but our kids are not fully myelinated until they're 25. And so they actually get a much stronger effect from radiation and Wi-Fi signaling than the adults do. And obviously we see in our lifestyle and our community right now where kids are surrounded by this stuff. But yet they get, you know, diagnosed with ADHD and put on pills and depression rates have increased like sixfold between ages six to 12. Like that's just completely unnecessary. Um, 
and what sex. What about all the gender switch? And you think that plays a role in that too? Yeah, because um, so our mitochondria, which we didn't get into that science part, but that's actually what is signaling our genes to turn on and off. So all of our sicknesses don't actually have to do so much with our genes as they do our mitochondria. And so we get our mitochondrial genes from our maternal line. If you are considering or concerned about certain genes in a family, you need to look at your maternal line. Um, but each one of our generations now are having weaker mitochondria. So we're breeding weaker mitochondria children. And now they're also living in a world where it's artificially lit with a lot of radiation and Wi-Fi. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that the body is very confused or doesn't have the full testosterone it should have or the full estrogen that it should have um, because we are breeding weaker human beings. Um, look at the boys that exist, like not to have like a masculine prototype Sorry, or anything, but like they're very skinny, they're very tiny, they're shorter. I mean, you can look at all the generations of when we came from like Neanderthals, <laughs> you know, with big heads and big jaws and big bodies, and they're not being built like that anymore. I saw a teenager the other day that they were so white. I thought I could almost see through them. Like they were almost translucent. And I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, it's sad. It's a very, very sad state. Can you just describe one, one thing before we let, before we wrap it up? The, I think one of the most important parts that I've heard you talk about is how that morning, that really that most important thing in the morning, seeing the sunrise, seeing the sunset, Yes. How it triggers mechanisms in your body. Yes. Like how, how it, can you explain that again? Oh, once how that just works. Yeah. How that yeah. actually works. Yeah. So again, um, you know, our bodies are one big solar panel and works off of clocks. And so when we see that sunrise in the morning, no contacts, no sunglasses, that signal is going to come through our eye to the suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is the master clock. That master clock is then going to send all the signals through your pineal gland to your thyroid. So how many issues do we have there in our modern world? And then from the thyroid, it's going to go down into all of your other systems, endocrine, respiratory, cardiovascular, reproductive, all of them to work when they're supposed to. What's running those systems are your mitochondria, which I've kind of mentioned a couple times now. And that's just a bacteria that lives in our cells. If you go back to biology 101 from middle school, they're the powerhouse of the cell. And besides just making our energy, they also make our water and our heat. We're 90% water in our body and it's structured water, which just means that it's like a gel-like form and it's very protective. And you want that water to be vast and a lot of it. And we're dehydrating it from our indoor world, not getting the signals to work like it's supposed to. And so our body needs that signal first thing in the morning from the sunrise to get started and get ready for your day. Get those signals throughout the day as that natural light spectrum changes and crescendos and then comes down with UVA, then UVB, and then that disappears and you get your red and infrared at sunset. And then at sunset, that signal is going to then tell your body, okay, shut off the hormones and the insulin and the blood sugar and the cortisol and all the excitatory energy that you needed for the day to build a teepee or hunt a tiger or deal with traffic or stress or kids or whatever in our modern world. And now you need to release your melatonin. Everybody knows that melatonin is supposed to make you sleepy and go to bed and you think you can just take it like a vitamin two. It's a hormone. And we make our melatonin during the day with the sunlight. 
So if you're also not getting sun, you can't make melatonin to be able to get sleepy and run your regenerative programs at night. So you need the sun to be able to make all these programs to have everything running appropriately. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's really just a, like the most important sort of two-minute summary there. Thank you. <laughs> Without sunscreen. Without sunscreen. So I like to say this analogy, uh, especially now because like springtime is perfect. When you want to make a plant or a flower grow, what do you need? Like you put a seed or a sapling in the ground. What do you need? You need water. You need sunlight and CO2, right? Because they use a process called photosynthesis to make the sugar to feed themselves through the sun, right? We're blooming and it's springtime and everything's blooming. Well, they need the sun and the water and the CO2. We're no different. We are 90% made of water. We still use respiration like CO2 to breathe with to make glucose and sugar in our bodies to feed itself, breatharians. And we need those signals from the sun. What would happen if you put a tarp over a tree or a flower? It would die, right? What is sunscreen? What are clothes? What are sunglasses? They're putting a tarp. What is a building? We're putting tarps over our bodies and we can't get the signaling that we need to be able to thrive and be vital and healthy for the rest of our lives. There you have it. Jackie, Jolie, this has been great. Where can our listeners find more of your stuff? Uh, there you on any social media they can follow. It's good to, if you can just spell out the URLs. We'll put it all in the show notes, but sure. you know, a bunch of people, they'll just hear it. It'll be better if they just hear it. Yeah, they just need more sunlight so that your brain is firing, you know? <laughs> yes, um, definitely if this intrigued you, I actually have a full two-hour webinar available on my website for purchase that you can get and share with your friends and family and you'll get all the slides and pictures and all the information in detail. You can find that at my website. The website is lightshapes.life lightshapes.life. But I'm also on Instagram and you can find me there at Jolie underscore in underscore soul. So I will spell that one. It's J-O-L-I-E underscore E-N underscore S-O-L. So Jolie underscore in underscore soul. And I'm usually posting there every couple of days, research articles, information, memes, posts, on sun, anything that has to do with how light shapes our life. And then again, at our website, you can find my webinar for purchase. I also have a page of other podcasts I've been on, resources of scientific articles. This information is out there, people, for free. It's just that you're not going to see it on the mainstream media, in your doctor's offices, or from Big Pharma at all. Uh, there's books, and there's also referrals for physicians and places that you can go to find doctors practicing the quantum lifestyle that understand how light affects your life. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thanks, thank you guys so much. It has been a pleasure to be on. I really appreciate it. And uh, let me know how your new light protocols are going. Will do, for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely going to try it, for sure. Let us know how your ball sunning goes, too, Graham. <laughs> Thanks, but I will. And All right, Jackie. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye-bye. And that was a chat with Jackie Jolie. What'd you think, buddy? Well, yeah, it was good. I wanted to ask her a question, and I forgot until the very end again about the quantum, about naming it quantum. Like, I'm surprised Jack Cruz, too, named it quantum. Like, I feel like uh, that sort of word is being ostracized and just being used too much for these things, you know? Like, oh, yeah, like it's too bad it. it couldn't be named something around light or water, you know? Like, photon oh, water healing or something, you know? Quantum. America. Quantum. Everything's quantum now.
But, um, you know, whatever. That's fine. Anyway, big thanks to Jackie for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Check out her stuff. Check out her I'm going to try it. I bet you are. It's good that you're back to trying stuff. I have been. I mean, I've been experimenting because, you know, I knew this was coming up, but uh, I'm going to like hit it a little harder. Make sure it's darker at night. There you go. And get out more. And get out more. <laughs> you're looking awful white. For <laughs> you're going to get sunburned in Utah. Big thanks to Jack for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for listening. If you do want to, I mean, you have to be catching a lot of this, but we are going to Utah next week. If you guys want to come, contact the cabin.com. Of course, we need you guys to support us. If you are getting some value from a little podcast here, all for free, five, almost 600 episodes. We'll be at 600 here pretty quick before summer. One of our 10-year anniversary. Head over to grandamerica.ca slash support today. Sign up for a monthly or make a one-time donation. Or do something, you know, do something. Don't just reload if you can afford it. Uh, we could use the support. I mean, we're trying to make a go out of a bunch of stuff here, and we can't do it without you. So Send a note, send an email, and join the chats. We've got a gilded server now. Join that. America.ca slash chats. Oh, also, I don't know if that's set up yet. We got to set that up. Well, whatever. You'll get there. <laughs> We'll get you there in one way or another. Uh, adultbrain.ca for all the audiobooks. Contact at cabin.com for the trips. America Outlaw is our other podcast we do where we talk about stuff that we're not allowed to talk about. We're not allowed to live stream. on. This most one was getting pretty close. Yeah, we were just screwing the edges. It was fine. It's fine. Other than that, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. Think if I sit here long enough Fixed to this green, brown, blue spot on Earth Approximately or 2,000 years Ain't no Domini Ain't no Domini My hot drink would turn cold My hot drink would turn cold my hot drink would turn cold Dream sequence Dream sequence Dream sequence She'd eventually roll by on her bicycle On her bicycle, on her bicycle Basket and all Green, brown, blue, green, brown, blue, green, brown, blue Camouflage chameleon up this morning feeling around for my shoes to the sky.